You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we are two writers who got our start covering the Chargers for San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we started our own Chargers Dom- We started our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. We did that for five seasons. Now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Everyone's going to have to bear with me today because, as you all have probably heard by this point, Forrest Merrill was waived by the Chargers, and it was just a really tough thing. So we're going to be getting into that on today's show, but it did bring on a couple of new additions and some guys the Chargers coaching staff are very familiar with because the Chargers did claim a couple of guys off waivers and Eric Banks and Trey Marshall and then ended up letting go Brandon Faison. And our sweet baby boy, Forrest Merrill. So we'll start the show with that. And in the second segment, we'll talk about who made the practice squad. And also talk about Tyron Johnson being the number one waiver wire pickup, of course, by the Jacksonville Jaguars once he hit that waiver wire. And then to wrap up the show today, we'll be getting into some guys who were released by other teams that could potentially come in and make sense for the Chargers. But before we get into that, I need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash lockdown or use the promo code lockdown at checkout. All right, guys, so we have a couple of additions. We have some real news today because the Chargers made some roster moves, bringing in defensive tackle Eric Banks and defensive back Trey Marshall. We call them all defensive backs now because that's what Brandon Staley wants us to do. But a couple of guys here, David, who came in at the expense of guys that one we were excited for in Forrest Merrill and then... Brandon Faison, who struggled in the preseason and seemed like a lock, was getting first-team reps and is now hitting the waiver wire, right? So that's kind of crazy in its own right. But let's talk about the guys that they brought in because Eric Banks is a defensive lineman, and the tie that he has with the Chargers is that he was with Brandon Staley last year with the Los Angeles Rams. They knew each other there. He ended up making the roster, ended up getting cut midway through the season and being brought back on the practice squad. But, David, a guy who is familiar with Brandon Staley's defense, and I think that played a big factor. And obviously, Brandon Staley saw all the guys he had this year in Chargers camp and wanted to bring back another guy from Rams camp last year, basically. Yeah, I mean, the relationship part does not surprise me because that's interwoven in pretty much everything Brandon Staley has done so far with the Chargers. A lot of his coaches that he has hired has been coaches that he's had relationships with in the past or has worked with in the past, so... To see him go get a player that he worked very closely with, with the Rams, who he has a really good idea of what he is and what he brings to the table, does not surprise any anyone. And Brandon Staley basically said that this guy's got great size, length, upside. He's an explosive athlete. And he said he's the type of interior defensive lineman that we want to work with. Said that they, Like I said, they saw some things that, that they think they can develop and they can really uh, – unlock with this guy my only concern is that he's a little on the small side being you know six foot five 270 the 270 part is my main concern I mean you're not really going to have this guy play on the interior so we're going to have to see how the Chargers and Brandon Staley decide to use him well and he'll be playing on the interior of the edge rushers but he's not going to be backing up Limbaugh Joseph right and one of the main reasons Brandon Staley said that they kept Forrest Merrill to begin with is because 
They really liked, you know, his presence in the middle. He really beefed him up there. So it gave you a nose tackle behind Limbaugh Joseph to fall back on and rotate in with him. Now you don't really have that rotational guy behind Limbaugh Joseph. And so that fit for me, I'm going to have to kind of see how it works out. I'm guessing they just wanted to bring this guy in. I do think Forrest Merrill will make it up at some point. But Brandon Staley said this is a guy who had a really good camp for them last year. He's the type of interior defensive line that they want to kind of grow with is what he said about him. And I'm going to trust Brandon Staley on his vision here because this is a guy he has worked with and he wanted to bring him back in. And I understand that because he obviously sees something in him and I can get behind that. And it's the same thing, I think, with Trey Marshall, who spent time with the Broncos over the last three seasons, comes in with 30 games of experience and Brandon Staley told us that he's going to be playing safety. He's also going to be playing money and star, which basically means he's going to be playing in the nickel and dime packages for the Chargers and Brandon Staley's terminology. So an extra defensive back to get out there and a guy who is going to come in and play a ton of special teams. And I think that's a huge reason that he's brought in. He's a better special teams player than Brandon Faison was. And Brandon Staley also said that Keeman Hall and Ryan Smith, when he comes back, are both better players on special teams than Brandon Faison was. So that's the reason Faison gets let go, right? So I do think that that's something that was definitely a factor here and Trey Marshall gets to come in as another guy who worked with Brian Staley and defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill in Denver and now comes in with a very good understanding of this Brandon Staley defense yeah Trey Marshall six foot 207 was undrafted and signed with the Broncos after the 2018 draft and so a lot of familiarity there with Brandon Staley and Ronaldo Hill the Chargers defensive coordinator and, uh, you know, he's Brandon Staley said he's an outstanding special teams guy, uh, a guy who's going to come in and, and complete the depth. So, uh, like I said, a guy they're very familiar with. They know what he brings to the table. A Florida State guy, another Florida State guy. The, the Chargers have several of those type of guys now with Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. and Gabe yep. Neighbors. There's several of those. Trey uh, McKitty. And Trey McKitty, yeah, geez. So many of those Florida State boys on the Chargers. But, uh, I mean, hey, uh, the one thing that I get out of this, Daniel, is the concentration on improving the special teams unit and bringing in guys that are great athletes that are they're going to impact the special teams, which I really love to see. Yeah, of course. And Brandon Staley talked a lot about the special teams and saying that for the defensive backs, you want those guys that are on the back end of that group of like 10 players to be really important in the kicking game. And I do think it is very important that they are putting such an importance on that, right? I mean, it does seem like they are taking it very seriously, and I can definitely respect that. And it's a guy who, although he never played more than 15 defensive snaps, if he has to get on the field, at least is familiar with everything going on. It didn't seem like Brandon Faison when he was there was looking super comfortable. Now you have a guy who can rotate in with those DBs and play some good special teams for you, and Brandon Staley obviously thinks he can do that, and it brings a little bit more depth to the safety position for the Chargers too, which isn't a bad thing at all. So and I like the pickup. And shout out to Darius Winton ha- having his baby. Congratulations to you and your family, Darius, and hopefully everything goes very smoothly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is a baby that's going to grow up to probably be a genius. You know, if Darius Winton has anything to say about it, the way that guy is able to teach. But I do think it is exciting that the Chargers, after being so bad at it, are putting – that kind of, you know, pressure on the guys at the end of the roster to be good at special teams, which is something that we've seen this year and maybe wasn't considered as much, right, in years past. But now we have to talk about David, our baby boy, Forrest Merrill. And the good news is Brandon Staley did say they want him back on the practice squad. Didn't say much. He said, yeah, absolutely, when he was asked that point blank. 
still, you know, was calming to me. From what I've seen at the point of this recording, he's not on the charge practice squad, but he also hasn't been claimed by anyone else. So the dream is still alive. <laughs> I've, it was, you know, one of those things where you get so excited. And we also, you know, always talk about just you can't ever feel great about something like the couple of days after the first right. roster cuts because it's always going to come back and change a little bit. When I saw them sign Eric Banks, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And yeah, then you, it, you knew yeah. what was going to happen as a result. For sure, and they have Braden Fehoko on the practice squad, but obviously they liked Forrest Merrill better than the rest of the guys they currently have on there because they had Joe Gaziano on there too. So I believe yeah. him when they say he'll be on the practice squad, and I think some weeks it's going to be better to have Forrest Merrill on the roster, on the active game day roster, David, than someone like Eric Banks. Like if you're going up against a team like the Ravens, you know, or a team where you know they're going to try to stuff the ball down your throat, Forrest Merrill is the guy to have there. So I think situationally and really when they're coming up with these matchups, there are going to be weeks if Forrest Merrill does make the practice squad, that he comes up to the active game day roster? Because I do think he can help. I think there's a great chance that that's going to happen because of his presence in, in the middle of the defensive line and that motor, that relentless motor that Forrest Merrill is bringing to the table. They're going to need that. They're going to need someone who's going to be able to spell Linval Joseph, who's been in this league a very long time, and they want to bring in somebody who can do similar things. I'm not saying he's Linval Joseph, okay? So please do not mistake me. But we need a guy who's going to have this, a similar skill set that you feel decent about when Linval Joseph needs a blow. Yeah, exactly, because it is going to be heavily rotational. I mean, when they go into the nickel package and things like that, sometimes they do just take a defensive lineman off the field, and then it looks more like the 4-3 that the Chargers were running last year under Gus Bradley, except for way better, obviously, on the back end. I do think it is exciting. Obviously, we're getting carried away from ourselves because right now, you know, Forrest Merrill is floating around in limbo and he must be so scared and think that no one loves him right now and I'm just concerned so if you guys do see that Forrest Merrill does get claimed by someone else and ends up on a different practice squad or whatever just check on me and see how I'm doing you know because that will be rough and right now I'm still holding on to a little glimmer of hope but we do have two more segments to get into because the Chargers did bring back a lot of the guys who were maybe close to that roster bubble and put them on the practice squad. And we're going to get into those guys, as well as Tyron Johnson being heavily valued outside of the Chargers organization by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. All right, guys, well, everyone does squares for Super Bowl, and we do survivor pools where you're trying to guess the team and make sure that they don't lose and do pick em leagues at work and things like that. Well, it has just been made a lot easier by Run Your Pool because you can have them host it for you, and they have the best ways to play and all of the best games to play. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant, reconnect with friends, and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Right now, you guys can check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on, or use our promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th, so start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. All right, David, well, we talked about the guys who were released and the new guys who were brought in and Brandon Staley bringing in some familiar faces and as far as that goes, again, I mean, we didn't really see that in free agency, right? We didn't see a bunch of Rams targeted and things like that. They made it count on the, you know, waiver wire. So it is cool to see them still trying to form this roster and get some guys 
Who knows what this system is going to be, but let's get into the guys who they wanted to keep around to keep working in this system and potentially be brought up for depth later on the season with the guys who made the practice squad. So as of recording this right now, 12 of the 16 practice squad spots have been filled, and there's a lot of notable names on there. Joe Reed made the practice squad, Braden Fehoko, Emeke Igbule, Darius Bradwell, Cole Christensen, Safety Ben DeLuca, Wide receiver, Jason Moore, one of, you know, Justin Herbert's best friends, Nate Gilliam. Ryan Hunter, one of the guys I had on my initial roster predictions. So a lot of familiar names. The other guys would be Michael Bandy and tight end Hunter Campmeyer. But you see the guys, David, who were fighting, you know, guy like Braden Fehoko is still on there. And a guy like Joe Reed. So I when Brandon Staley, when the releases happened with Joe Reed, he was saying, you know, hopefully we can get him healthy and keep going. So it seemed like they were going to try to target him on the practice squad, but I'm glad to see that guys like Darius Bradwell, Joe Reed, Braden Fehoko, some guys that we wish we had a little bit more time to see, and we wish there was a way they could get a little bit more ingrained on the team and maybe get some more chances. At least those guys are sticking around. Yeah, a lot of guys that made a lot of plays in the preseason and in training camp, guys that you said, okay, I see some flashes from that guy. And also Joe Reed. Yeah, and also Joe Reed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I feel like that's a little bit of a shot at me. No, I wish he uh, did. I I'm a huge Joe Reed fan, and obviously that's no mistake or no secret up to this point. I really just want to see the guy do well, but we of haven't course. seen it up to this point. But I, I think a lot of these guys, like I said, really showed – a a good amount in the preseason to just let them know that they're going to be valuable during the season because yeah, they got a 53 man roster, but a lot of these guys on the practice squad are going to be asked to play at some point this season. So you got to feel comfortable and confident that if you do bring these guys up, that they have a skill set and a familiarity with the defense or offense to be able to come in and do their job. And I feel like they have a good collection of talent and they still got a few spots to fill if they so choose. For sure. I mean, Jason Moore made some plays. I mean, I thought Ryan Hunter probably had a better preseason than Trey Pipkins did, right? Michael Bandy might have been the best punt returner that took some punt returns for the Chargers. So there's reasons there. I mean, Joe Gaziano and Braden Fehoko, I thought both of those guys had impressive camps, right? And at least threw their hat in the ring as far as guys who could potentially make it. I mean, we both had Braden Fehoko on our rosters. We thought Joe Gaziano might make it at one point when he was impressing early on in camp and in the preseason. Darius Bradwell is a guy who was pretty productive in the preseason as well. So I think this is a very talented practice squad right now. And one guy that didn't make it was our boy T. Billy, a guy that I literally wrote an article about before the season thinking he was going to be wide receiver three for the Chargers this year and is now a Jacksonville Jaguar because the Jaguars had the number one waiver wire selection in the NFL and they used that pick after looking at everyone that was cut from every team in the NFL. And they decided to take T-Billy Tyron Johnson to pair with Trevor Lawrence, right? And bring him up to their active roster. <sighs> that hurt to see David, but at some, you know, to some degree, I think it validated it a little bit. Like him getting valued like that. I mean, T-Billy has a chance to be a good player. I mean, he did not make the Chargers roster. And there's a reason we were so surprised. And also not surprising to see he was picked up so quickly on the waiver wire. Not surprised at all. I mean, we saw this guy get better throughout his tenure with the Chargers, get uh, really move past just the go route type of receiver. He was adding different routes to his game. He was getting more valuable in the short and intermediate as well. 
And it just seemed like this is a guy who's getting better and, and a guy who's definitely not done. He's just getting started. He's still very young. He seems like he has good hands. He has that world-class speed that every team in the NFL is looking for. And now he gets to play with another young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who has just as much arm talent as Justin Herbert does, So, or so they say. <laughs> so we'll get to see what that looks like. Uh, obviously, I'm happy for Tyron Johnson. I hope that he does good things and that he has some success over there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be you know, wishing T-Billy well. And I think the thing that hurts is it seemed like you just had such a good connection with Justin Herbert, right? And you wanted to see kind of how that would develop. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to totally turn on this team now just because they made a move I disagree with, right? I would have been gone a long time ago, and you have to kind of let these things ago. play out. I mean, but I thought Tyron Johnson was a pretty good player. We'll see what he's able to do now. The other guy that got picked up and didn't get, end up getting claimed, but Cortez Broughton got signed to the Kansas City Chiefs. A little interdivision rivalry, and another guy, David, that we thought was, you know, kind of on the roster bubble. And then it seems like the Chargers didn't even want him really on the practice squad because he did clear waivers. Brandon Staley said that there were other guys that he thought would fit the practice squad better. Yeah, and I mean, hey, Cortez Broughton was a seventh-round pick, right? So those guys at the end of the draft, there's no With no ties to Brandon Staley either. Yeah, exactly, with no ties to Brandon Staley. So those type of guys really have to show up and show out if they want to make an impression on a whole new coaching staff. And although I thought Cortez Broughton played well this year and he showed some things, it just wasn't the type of player that they were looking for. And you never like to see any of your players go to a division rival where you might possibly see them. And if they go over there and they play well, then it's even worse. So, I mean, I wish Cortez Broughton the best. Uh, It just wasn't meant to be for him. But, I mean, his journey in the NFL is not over. And you also hope that he never, ever puts his hands on Justin Herbert, of course. <laughs> no, I thought Cortez Brown was nice. He was a guy I picked for the Chargers as a sleeper that year who ended up making it. So that was a cool moment to have that, right, and see them go after him. And I thought he did have some promise, but had a couple of years. Didn't end up working out with this new coaching staff, and it is what it is. But I liked his depth. I liked the way he played in preseason. I'm glad he got another opportunity. But there are some other guys that are sitting out there who just got released from other teams who are waiting to get their opportunity. And maybe that's with the Chargers. So coming up right after this, We'll get into some other players who were released and talk about if they would make sense with the Chargers to try to pick up. And we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to the football field as the season starts. And right now, guys, the best place to bet on all of your football action is at betonline.ag. Let's be honest, football is the best time of the year to bet on sports. I mean, I've bet on some baseball, some UFC, some basketball with Bet Online, but football is where it's at, especially when you can get into the contest. They're going to be running the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, are now open at Bet Online. And you also can take part in the opening day special where you can bet on where you can bet on the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. And if you lose, they'll refund you up to $25 back for new customers when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. You don't even have to bet on sports if you don't want to. At Bet Online, you can find your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers they have available for the 2021 season. And we can even and we can even boost your guys' bank a little bit because if you guys go use your mobile device or head to the website to sign up, you can receive a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, all caps, one word at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
I also need to tell you guys about rockauto.com because Rock Auto is the one place that I get all of my auto parts. And for me, it's mostly about convenience. I don't want to go try to search different auto parts store, right? Or find out how to get there because if something's going wrong with your car, you might have to Uber over there. Stay home. Go to rockauto.com because they have the inventory that these other chain storefronts just can't keep. And they're not going to try to sway you and give you just something that their warehouse supplies, right? They have all the different options. And the best part of it is, is whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, everybody gets the same low price with rockauto.com. So stay at home, go to the website. I don't know anything really about cars, but I've been able to use it three times now and get the part that I need. And I know I'm getting a great price too. So make sure to go check out all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David. Well, the waiver wire period is almost over, right? A lot of guys are signing with the practice squad. And even though they say, you know, guys are on the waiver wire for up to 48 hours, a lot of these guys have already cleared the waiver process and are ending up Didn't on different practice squad. feel that way. Squads. Yeah, I mean, it did not. I mean, the Chargers, you know, 24 hours after they put guys on waivers, were already signing 12 guys back to their practice squad. But practice squads aren't safe either, right? Practice squads can be poached. Last year, you were able to protect four guys a week from the practice squad. But for the most part, your team can't stop you from getting opportunities elsewhere, right? So when looking at the guys who are still out there who got waived by their teams, that could help the Chargers. Obviously, we know who the Chargers thought were the best, right? They brought them in today. So for this spot, we just want to look at other guys who got released or are on other teams' practice squads at this point. That could potentially still help the Chargers. So, David... I know it was a hard list to scour through. There's a lot of guys to choose from and a lot of guys you wouldn't know a lot about for the most part, but there were some notable names out there and definitely some guys out there that could potentially help the Chargers. Who were, uh, who was the guy that caught your eye? Yeah, I think the first position group I was trying to target was offensive line, right? Oh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. for the replacement for Trey Pipkins. It's no secret <laughs> that I don't want anything to do with Trey Pipkins in a Chargers uniform anymore. So that's the first place I was looking at. And so when I was looking at guys that are available, I saw Jermaine Illuminor. He was drafted by the Ravens in the fifth round of the 2017 NFL draft. He didn't spend much time with the Ravens because then he was traded to the Patriots quickly thereafter. With the Patriots, he played right tackle, he played guard, and he played left tackle. So he's a guy who has some experience. He's played all those positions fairly well. He did get cut, and he is out there. He's available. And I think, you know, with the experience, he can come in and be a better option than Trey Pipkins. Yeah, I mean, at least at the very least, right? A different guy to take a chance on. And I think you're kind of fine with taking someone who might not even be the best right now, but you know has a chance to be better than what Trey Pipkins is. Like at a certain point, it's like I'm down with if you want to develop somebody a little bit, but do it with someone else because obviously the development here doesn't seem to be going anywhere, right? Take a chance on a different guy, and I think that's kind of what take a chance on someone there. you don't have to hang tough with. <laughs> exactly, and I know a lot of people were talking about Tyrell Crosby, who ended up actually clearing waivers, which is you know. I don't think that's surprising because he was dealing with something minor. Supposedly, it's a minor hamstring injury and is now reverted back to Detroit's injured reserve, which would seem scary because that means, you know, he has to miss the whole season or right, has to miss a certain amount of time. But if he is able to come back from that injury, what would likely happen is that he would come to an injury settlement, kind of like the Chargers did a few years ago when Trevor Williams was on injured reserve and then ended up getting released midseason. You can't keep someone on injured reserve and stop them from getting a chance somewhere else if they aren't injured, right? So that's the biggest thing there. So that's why they would have to come up with some sort of settlement. And obviously, 
they're willing to part ways with him. If he does hit the free agent market again, kill me 100% in, right? I'd much rather take a chance with a guy who has ties with Justin Herbert, has no experience, doubt. and I think has you know shown much more promise to this point than Trey Pipkins has. And another guy, David, that I looked at, I saw that Stephen Hagwin, guilty as charged, had mentioned it too, and he's a guy that when I saw him on the release list, definitely caught my eye, and that's Daz Newsom, who is a rookie from North Carolina. The biggest thing there, experienced punt returner, explosive punt returner. Sign me up. Yeah, I understand wanting to, you know, have that guy in the kicking game with your last wide receiver spot. I would just rather take a shot at a different kind of punt returner. Give me a guy who's explosive. Give me a guy who kind of brings a little bit of the open field ability of a guy like Joe Reed, but is also comfortable enough back there returning punts and has a ton of experience in college doing that. Sign me up for that because I understand wanting a punt returner as a wide receiver. I just would rather take a chance on Daz Newsom and put somebody back there with a little bit more upside, a chance to actually break something, which we haven't seen from KJ Hill so far. David, who else would you pick on? I like that move. I like the quick twitch. I mean, that's what I'm looking for in my punt returner. So well, just, yeah, I mean, got to that, get a better punt returner. <laughs> God, please. Yeah, just period, right? Yeah. So for me, it's similar in that similar vein, a, a receiver who has some punt return ability. That's John Brown, the veteran. He's been in this league a long time. He's 30 years old at this point, but this guy was a thousand yard receiver in 2019, not too long ago. So he's still very productive. He had over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. He has that speed you're looking for. He does have some experience as a punt returner and a kick returner. So it might be worth a shot to take a flyer on an old veteran who has a lot of speed. Yeah, John Brown is definitely a blast from the past. I mean, I I know I looked at him too. I saw that he did have some punt return ability. I think 2016, right, when he was with the Cardinals, he was returning some punts. And, I mean, he does have good top end speed. At least he's a guy that you know is comfortable down there, and he also – Brings, you know, if he's healthy, a nice speed threat to your offense without actually needing him to be a big part of your offense, right? So I do think that would be something to at least look into potentially. But one of the other guys that I had on here, even though he wouldn't actually probably come to the Chargers because the whole Gabe Neighbor situation, was a Ben Mason, the Michigan fullback slash tight end, who I fell in love with during the draft process and was just like running nice routes, you know, and also was just it glass eater in the middle that just wanted to absolutely destroy someone because I like Gabe neighbors and I think he's had a good camp I don't know if he has that mean put the guy in front of you in the dirt kind of spirit you know and I kind of like that Yeah, he's not the low Neil right he's not the guy who's just gonna absolutely run you completely over you want some Lorenzo Neal in your fullback right and I think that's something that Ben Mason would bring yeah exactly I mean there was some of the videos circulating Twitter of Lorenzo Neal lead blocking for Mike Allstott. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. That's a lot of beef in that backfield. I would not want to be a middle linebacker meeting one of those dudes in the hole. But, yeah, that's kind of what attracted me just because I saw that guy and I was like, you know what? I would like that. But I think Gabe Neighbors has done enough in this coaching staff's eyes to do that. But, David, is there anyone else you want to touch on before we wrap up here that could make sense for the Chargers? Yeah, one more guy for me. And it's because, hey, if you're not – completely totally convinced that Tristan Viscaino should be the kicker after his performance in training camp and in the preseason. I get it. I understand. So another guy who could potentially take that spot, another young kid who was with the Baltimore Ravens this uh, this preseason is kicker Jake Verity. He had a very good preseason. He made four of his five field goals. 
including one from 53 yards. So he had a great leg. He had a great camp by all accounts. Unfortunately, he had a Hall of Fame kicker by the name of Justin Tucker that was uh, standing in his way. So there was no chance he was ever going to get that job. But if you want to take a chance on a, a young guy with a strong leg who has some good momentum, then you take a look at Jake Verity. Well, and the other thing is, is you know Baltimore is very, very good at scouting these dudes, right? Like they also traded a kicker a couple of years ago because they were in this same situation. So somehow time and time again, they're able to keep bringing these guys in. I mean, obviously their special teams play is top notch. And, I'm, you know, Justin Tucker is a great example of that. But, I mean, yeah, I would definitely take a chance on another kicker for sure, especially the thing that kind of concerned me about the Tristan Viscaino thing is, like, I get it when Brandon Staley says to have the experience, you need to go out there and do it. It's the NFL, right? You don't really have time for guys to learn things on the job. I understand. You, you would know, prefer if they didn't learn at this level. You just, you don't, you can't lose games while you're trying to figure it out. And for the Chargers too many times, that's what it's been. You're trying to figure out if your kicker is the right kicker and you're losing games in the process when they're not. And then you move on from guys and they go on and become stars elsewhere like the Young Wakus and Josh Lambos. But more than that, just Michael Badgley. Like, I'm glad they decided to go with something different because it's like you don't want to be in the, another season of trying to figure out if Michael Badgley's the guy after two seasons where you just he's been bad and then one year he was hurt. They're doing something different. Still, the confidence at this point, I don't know how you can have a ton in Tristan Vizcaino until he goes out there and does it. I just hope that they're not losing games while they try to figure out if he's the dude, which we've seen happen with the Chargers before. So sign me up to try out another kicker as well. The more competition you can have there, the better. Bring one on in the practice squad just in case. Even just a line of fire under the other one's ass. I mean, do what you got to do, but trying to get that situation figured out. And there's more guys out there that you could potentially find that diamond in the rough or find a guy that's out there right now that's not kicking for a team. Throw as many darts at that dartboard as you can until you find it, but... Make sure that you aren't losing games in the process. And that's the tricky thing when you don't have that situation figured out. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. On tomorrow's show, probably we don't know what kind of news is going to come out. But one of the things we'll definitely do is getting into our season preview and predictions. I mean, we have a game next week. We're going to be previewing the game next week. We have a lot to get into then. And we'll have some guests too to kind of preview the Chargers season coming through next week just to get us ready for week one, right? But... On tomorrow's show, we wanted to go and do our season predictions where we go through, you know, talk about what we think Justin Herbert's going to do, maybe do a record prediction, how well the Chargers are going to do, and talk about what players we think are going to bust out and do all those sorts of things. So tomorrow, we'll be getting into that. To make sure that you don't miss it, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app. And if you can, rate and review if you're allowed to on that platform. We, of course, would very much appreciate it. If you guys want to get your voices on the show and give us your takes about the roster, we have some voicemails that we'll try to get into about it. But you guys can call in at 323-524-7924. We're trying to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. And another way to make sure you don't miss the show, guys, is to follow all of our social media. We didn't post yesterday's show on social media. It was a big disaster that happened. And obviously, we were very upset about the Forest Mail News. But normally we post it on our social media and you can find me at Dan Talk Sports and David at DroTalkSD as well as the show's Twitter page at LockdownLAC. We also have an at Lockdown Chargers Instagram page and also a Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But make sure you guys are back with us tomorrow when we do our season preview and predictions and tell you how we think the Chargers are going to do now that we know what this roster looks like. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.